everybody. Welcome back to Drunkards Walk, the podcast. This is your host, Jethro Nolan. And it's a delight to be here with you and to, to share your ears with my co-host, Matt Hartman. Matt, say hello to the people's ears. Oh, hi, Jethro. That's, that makes me feel uncomfortable, the way that you just did what? that. The fact that we're in their ears right now. That we're sharing their ears. That feels weird. I'm, we we are. You know, you know what? What I'd like you to do when you mix this episode, try to put it so that you're in one ear and I'm in the other. And then we can just slowly go through the cochlea and the ossicular bridge and the basilar <laughs> membrane. And we can turn those little hairs on the basilar membrane into Ugh. electrical signals that go it's, into their brains. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to do any of those brains. things. That's, that's we're way more. not just more... in your ears. We're in your brains. That's way more post-production than I than than I have time for. But uh, but right. I I am happy to be here, uh, even if it is sharing people's ears, um, uh, because it's always a delight to to go on a little walk through Wikipedia with you, Jethro. You know, I, I always do in, enjoy that. Well, I, I'm so glad. I enjoy it occasionally as well. But uh, I I I enjoy it more from the weird we're sharing people's ears perspective than the actual clicking of links. But hey, yeah, to yeah. each their own, as they mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Um, so as as you uh, quickly, uh, briefly alluded to, uh, we go from one place in Wikipedia to another, and uh, where those those topics and destinations are unbeknownst to us before the podcast, and that's part of the randomness of a drunkard's walk. Is we are not in control of our destiny. We True. we're merely meandering like like drunkards walking. Uh, from town to town. Um, That's not right. that drunkards do long distance walks, but from uh, depends. bus stop to depends. bus stop. There was a, wasn't there a whole movie about a guy who, uh, no, no, I'm thinking, no, never mind. I'm thinking of a guy who has uh, Alzheimer's or something like that. In Nebraska, isn't that, isn't that the movie about the guy who he walks and then his son goes and finds him and because he's he wandered off, but it's not because he's drunk. Is, it, is that is that Will Forte? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Ed Harris? Uh, Ed Harris? I don't I think know. It's Ed Harris. I didn't. I didn't see it. I only saw the preview for it. Uh, no. And it is yes. Uh, Alzheimer's yeah. and being drunk are two different yeah. things. Uh, they they so, are two different things. I am aware of that. That I am aware of. I'm, yes. I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> Me too. Cool. Well, on that happy note, mm-hmm. awkward segue. Uh, we do up. have we. We don't. We don't uh, pick the destinations ourselves. Uh, we're fortunate to have a guest each week who tells us where we're going to end up. And I'm very excited uh, because our our guest this week is somebody who's who's uh, a very talented magician and somebody who's performed, I know our listeners will be surprised, at the Arcade Theater on, on multiple occasions, but also is a uh, is a renowned podcaster himself. Uh, please welcome Mr. Michael Kent. What's going on, gentlemen? How's it going? Thank you for joining us, Michael. How are you doing? I'm, I am doing well, and I love the theme of your podcast. This is a really, really cool idea. And you also just brought me back to a college memory and I can remember it like it was yesterday. My own personal version of the drunkard's walk is head down, arms a little bit behind me, mm-hmm. my body tilted forward, and then just speed. Lots of speed. You just go fast toward your destination, sure. Sure. and you just make sure those those what? legs keep going, and then you make it there. <laughs> what, that what, was my drunk walk. What, yeah. What, was that was that for fear of uh, if you took too long, you'd fall over? I think it's probably just like, this is very uncomfortable. I need to be home now. Uh, I'm very drunk. You know, it, it takes that's a certain level of drunkenness to get to that wall. It's true. Where it's true. your just destination is all that's in your head and get there now. Yeah. 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 That, that's that's like a, I, I'm going to vomit. I need to get to the toilet uh, kind of <laughs> drunk. That or I uh, need another drink now. Like whatever, wherever the next drink is, maybe is where I'm headed. There you, oh, there there you, you go. go. There you yeah. go. That's just- always. They'll sniff in the air and then, oh, that's the direction. That's the way to go. That's always a a popular destination for a drunk is the place where the next drink is. Yes. Yes. 
Which well, we've all college. That's it. you know that oh, was yeah. That's, twenty years ago. That's what college. My, uh, I was just I was just discussing that with a friend of mine actually. The fact that like because he went back to school, he went to law school, and he was like, anytime that you go back to school as an adult, you do it way better than when you were in college the first time. And I was like, really? And he was like, well, I don't know about you, but the first time I was in college, I was kind of like, eh. I'm kind of tired. I'm not going to go to this class or I'm just not going to study this thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, I'm paying thousands and thousands of dollars for this. What mm -hmm. is the why? What is, what is, why weren't you going to class? Why weren't you doing all the things you're supposed to do? Yeah. Um, and you, know, you, you tend to worry about a lot of things that you don't necessarily need to be worrying about too. Yeah. And you don't know what's mm -hmm. important yeah. yet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's well, it. Uh, I would like as, as a guy who's going to be dropping his, uh, his only child off, at the University of Michigan in a week. Uh, no. I'd like to think that college is not just about drinking. Uh, because have you been quite frankly, Ann <laughs> I, I have uh, multiple <laughs> multiple times. And uh, if if she's if all she's going to do is drink, there are cheaper places for her to go. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, but they're right. probably not as much fun. Would be my guess. Uh, like that's, her, her, you're paying the for the experience. Fun, yeah. The experience. The, yeah, the amount for. of fun she has is way down on my list of priorities. Is it? Oh, okay. Uh, it, she she needs to break a threshold of fun, but once after that, there's no additional uh, sure a uh, fun requirement. Sure. Cool. So so Michael, uh, your I first met you when you came in the early days of the arcade comedy theater. You were, I think, one of, if not the uh, one of the first magicians we had. Probably, uh, on probably, stage. yeah. I can't. I remember coming with a couple friends of mine, Jonathan Burns and Mark Hayward. Uh, mm -hmm. did, a, did a regular show there for a while, and I came to a few of those and and did did some magic. And then I came uh, most recently. I was probably there in 2018 or 2019 to the okay. new location, uh, doing my full show. And always a good time. My wife's from Pittsburgh, so anytime I I get a chance to to go to Pittsburgh and see her and her family is always nice. Oh, okay. Nice. So you're not in you're not in Pittsburgh then. No, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So I'm only three oh, hours away. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's where I was born. Was Columbus, in Ohio? Columbus? So I'm yeah, I'm I'm familiar with it as much as a three year old would be familiar with it. Three years because that's of when experience that's when we moved. Columbus, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was great though, as I recall. I don't well, I don't remember a lot of those days twenty years ago when I was drunk in college. So I can't imagine that you remember your your three year old days. No, not too much. And, but, uh, and Matt was a notoriously drunk three-year-old. So that's, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> very drunk. A lot of the lot toddler of drunkard's walk. The toddler's walk. Oh, That'll be your next yeah. podcast. Yeah. He'd go on a he'd go on a Capri Sun bender, and it was, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Unlimited juice. So uh, obviously, as a stage magician, um, you, you've your your regular gig has been interrupted by the pandemic. Do you have any uh, creative projects and everything that it, you've been you've pivoted to to keep you going? Yeah, the only way I stayed sane really during uh, last year or the last 18 months or 19 months or whatever it's been uh, was just pivoting to everything in my basement. So I built mm -hmm. a studio. I built like this production studio where I can do magic shows online uh, and decided to get on that real quick. And the, the benefit of that was that I jumped on early enough to get a pretty good Google ranking when people start searching mm -hmm. for like virtual magic shows and online oh. magic shows. Nice. So I did well last year, uh, as well as one can do when you can't go out of the house, um, just performing from my basement, performing magic shows for a, a screen, which is very different, as you can imagine, right? It's like mm -hmm. completely different than I, you learn that some of the stuff from my stage show just doesn't work for a camera. It's too long. It's yeah. too talky. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's it's a purely visual medium. But then mm. I learned through the process of it that it's only interesting when there are other people on screen with me who are involved. 
Mm. You yeah. need those people. And I didn't realize that. And the first I was just doing shows on like YouTube live where, mm-hmm. you know, people, I was giving people the URL to my YouTube live to like a private YouTube and they could watch yeah. the show. Sure. It doesn't work. It has to be, you know, a conference style. Like where they're giving me colors and names and numbers and stuff. And I'm doing yeah. magic with those things. That's the only way that it's interesting. Um, sure. But the stuff that really kept me going were the projects that that really don't pay anything. So I started doing a podcast. I'd always wanted to do one, but didn't have the time. And I'm like, well, now I have the time. I'm down here anyway. I've got all the production equipment pretty much ready to go. I might as well figure out what I want it to be. And I'm one of those people where I'm constantly amazed at the fact that adults can learn new things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, if I, I, I just have this belief. I have a guitar. I can I don't I can't play it, but if I wanted to, I could. Like if I wanted to, <laughs> yeah. between YouTube and buying books or whatever I need to do, we have that ability. And that that is mm-hmm. like amazing to me. So mm-hmm. I figured I'm gonna make a podcast about learning, but I wanted it to be interesting and based on some of the podcasts that I enjoy listening to, which are segmented, you know, where there's like recurring segments and mm-hmm. And I also wanted it to be different every week. So basically what I did was I said, how about the listeners give me a topic, which is kind of what I guess what, what you guys are doing here is like, you know, hey, you give me the end, end point. For me, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, tell me something that you've learned recently that you were kind of surprised to learn that you didn't think was true mm-hmm. until you looked it up. And that's the show. It's called The Internet Says It's True. And basically someone gives me an idea of something they learned recently that they couldn't believe. And then I, I just like research it for a week. And I do a show where I write it so it's like produced with, you know, background music and everything. And then I bring on a, a guest that knows nothing about it. And I quiz them to see if they know anything about it. And like nice. a game Very cool. quiz. So it's been fun. Um, recently just was was mentioned by NPR as a new, new and noteworthy podcast, which was amazing. Uh, it happened when I was on vacation two weeks ago. And I was like, why have my downloads gone like way 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 up and it took me like three days to figure out why uh someone finally like one of my friends was like how did i not know that you know michael kent had a podcast i'm like dude i have been posting about this podcast three times a week for eight months uh, yeah. and it took it took them seeing it on npr's app to to know that, it that yeah so. that that's 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 how you know who's muted you on facebook uh, as <laughs> As as True. someone who's constantly promoting improv shows, I get that people want to turn my feed down. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I'm just an acquaintance on that person's Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's so, great. Cool. I, yeah. So I, I, lo- I, I love it, man. I've, I've listened to a couple episodes and oh, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, and when and, and I saw it pop up on on the NPR feed as well uh, after I had heard about it through like, you know, we, we heard that you were going to be able to come on our show. And I was like, Oh, I listened to the podcast. And then it came up and it was like on the NPR. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And it's through NPR. Like, Oh, like I'm getting on the ground floor here. This guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy's going places on the, in the podcast world. And yeah, um, thanks, it was awesome. It was, yeah, it's great. It's really, I, really fun to listen to. I've really enjoyed it. And this week's show is crazy. Uh, this week's show. And I'll tell you guys, cause I think this week's show will come out on Monday. When does this episode come out? This episode is going to drop on the 24th. So it, it but it Tuesday. doesn't matter. Yeah, drop on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So, okay, so <laughs> this week's episode, or should I say yesterday's episode, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's this crazy story in Nebraska where, and this isn't the thing that we're doing Wikipedia about, but this is just a, side, a quick side note. There's this crazy sure. story in Nebraska where this the choir director was late 
to choir practice, who happened to be a stickler for being on time for choir practice, late to choir practice. Everyone's supposed to be there at 7.25 p.m., right? Well, it's a good thing this choir director was late and her daughter was with her because the church blew up at 7.27. What? But, but okay, so here's why this is an interesting story. All 15 members of the choir were late for 15 different reasons. Wow. So the, the church was empty. This is a choir director that, that emphasized huh. and demanded punctuality. Everyone was mm-hmm. always on time. But this one particular week, everyone was, had their own. And I'm, I'm in the episode will be outlining what all the different reasons were for all the different people. To, mm-hmm. to why they were late because this is what you know that same year it was in life magazine and this is a sleepy town and is the 15th biggest city in nebraska so it's a it's a mm. town of like yeah. twelve thousand. yeah and yeah it's just a crazy story absolutely weird that's but that's the type of thing that i love for this because you you hear that and you're like there's no way that's true yeah yeah and i, I bet have the fact that it happened at a church a lot of people are interpreting uh that uh series of events as a, a miracle I'm no sure doubt. that they will. Yeah. And I'm, I'm uh, surprised that I've not heard this story before because of that. You would think that's one of those things mm-hmm. that people really grasp uh, onto. Um, and I don't plan on really necessarily going there, you know, in the podcast. Right. It's not, right. It's not a theological yeah. podcast by any means. Yeah. yeah. But that's not my topic for this week. Very cool. Well, well, well then tell us. Yeah. What, yeah. what is, so what is your topic for this week? So we're going back to 1970. Of, a lot of people know who Werner Herzog is, the, the, the director. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not many people know about this. Werner Herzog film. To, to a lot of people, it's horrible. To me, I, I find it fascinating. It's, it's a film called Even Dwarves Started Small. It's a German film. Uh, and I would say it's in German, but there's no talking in the film, so the only German that's in the film really is in the very, very beginning. Um, there is some talking, but it's in the very, very beginning. Most of the film is set to really disturbing bizarre high pitch music it's um, not surprising it's actually it's, uh, is, it, is it like is it a feat is it a feature length or is it like a it's short a, it's a feature length film i believe wow um, i'm not quite that's a good question um let me look that up because uh I, I, you know what what it 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 definitely doesn't need to be a feature length film because whatever it is is longer than it should be it's 96 minutes so ouch uh, see it would have been more appropriate if a movie about dwarves was a short Oof. Oof. <laughs> because that's the that's the, that's, the that because that's so, the that's a feature. All right, go on. I, no, no, I, I think we both understood it, Matt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we got it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let me go back. Keep digging that grave for yourself. Yeah, okay. yeah. So so it's all in black and white. And here's the the premise of the film. The premise of the film is we are on some um, camp or jail or reserve where you can tell these people are. Maybe it's an insane asylum. Maybe it's a prison. You don't really mm-hmm. know. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's only little people. The entire film is, ju- you only see little people. So you don't know if it's a world. It's set in a world of little people. Sure. You don't know if this is maybe a, a commune or a prison for little people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All you know is that when the film starts, the inmates have overtaken the asylum and have taken the director like hostage and start just wreaking havoc on the place. And that includes abusing animals. They kill a pig. Uh, This is why it's, it's very controversial because Mm. there were rumors 
So there's there's a there's a lot of the the film where there's a camel down on its front knees, mm-hmm. and I'm sure knees is not the correct zoological term for the front, but you know what I mean the front joint of the camel as if yeah like, sure you know. we'll, we'll we'll let it slide <laughs> so thank you uh, but but the people have said you know that the camel was being abused and the, I don't know you know whether yeah. that's true or not but it was controversial for that and for just a lot they they kill a chicken they kill a pig the UK version when they released it left those scenes out cut out that. Mm-hmm. They just start blowing stuff up. They they get a, there's a car at one point that's just going in circles for 20 minutes with no one in it. Um, it's just like they put a brick on the this, accelerator or something. Okay, this, but this then, yeah, this sounds like that. Oh, sorry, go go ahead. Oh, it's a it's what. It, so the reason that I learned about this film was from a film class in college, uh, and we actually studied it for like a week. You start to see a social pecking order within this commune or within this asylum so the this the little people start picking on the little people who are like lesser than there's like blind little people so they see them as like lesser than and they and they pick on them and they hit them with sticks and stuff oh, uh yeah it's it's very disturbing very disturbing very bizarre um and not many people know about this film it's there's no plot other than that it's really just okay. chaos for 96 minutes but it's um, to, to be clear, it's a it's a scripted. It's not like a documentary. It's not a right? documentary, but it, okay. it's meant to feel like a documentary. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, as a lot of people know, Werner Herzog as a as a documentarian, right? But it's not. It's not. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and you can find parts of it on on YouTube. I believe um, I own the, the the DVD of it. Wow! <laughs> you, so you're the guy that owns the DVD of it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, there can't be many of us. We need to I mean, find th- there's there's a lot of those weird like experimental films that don't have mainstream success that just live on perpetually uh, on the internet or in some you know niche fandom somewhere like a niche? Holy Mountain. I-, I love that word niche. It's a great podcast word. Um, mm-hmm. But like Holy Mountain is one or Mondo Kane. Like they all have just weird. Like they, I mean, they're essentially plotless shock cinema. Uh, mm. stuff where it's like hey look at this strange thing that we dared to put in our movie and you know the uh, interesting part about this jethro is that i don't think if i ran across this today i don't think i'd be interested in it yeah other yeah. than maybe like there are clips of of the main character guy like laughing in a really mm-hmm. weird like <laughs> he's like laughing into the camera there are clips of that that have made it by themselves onto youtube like maybe the little viral moments of it Mm-hmm. But there's yeah. no way I would ever want to like own it or watch it like the whole thing. But as a 21 year old or whatever, I first saw it, I just yep. found it so bizarre that it, it completely shocked and interested me. Oh yeah. I, I like, I like weird stuff. It's very bizarre. And if you're familiar with Hartzog at all, this has nothing to do with anything else that he's done. <laughs> it's just a weird art film from 1970. Yeah. But Herzog, Herzog is great because he has that, he has that, uh, otherworldliness about him and like this his sad like he could read a menu from a Denny's and it would be <laughs> sad and despairing uh just by virtue yeah. of the fact that Werner Herzog is reading it and in a and a little mysterious mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not sure if yeah. he really is kind of like a, a saddled loner man or like you know think about I don't know anything about uh him as like personal his personal life but like mm-hmm. he might have grandkids like what if that was your grandpa <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Sit down, Rebecca. Might be someone's grandpa. That's totally possible. 
Grandpa Verna has a story for you. Uh, <laughs> no! About, about a, a dwarf asylum. Don't tell us wow. about Grizzly Man again. Yeah. Well, that that is fascinating. Uh that is that sounds like a very interesting uh, destination. I look forward to learning more about it as we uh, make our way there. Yeah. Yeah, and Absolutely. and trying to figure out how to get there from I we're starting with Robert Pinsky uh this week. So, uh yeah. the path that we will follow <laughs> be pretty interesting, I'm guessing, but we'll see. Indeed. Yeah. See well, we I'll let you guys I'll let you guys get to it. Um but uh thanks for thanks for letting me come on and suggest a, a topic. Well, thank oh, you so much. We great, greatly appreciate having you on. And and where on the yeah. internet can people find you and your podcast if they're looking for it? So you're going to search for The Internet Says It's True, wherever you're listening to this show. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, if you, know, if you have the NPR One app, you can do it there. If you want the full experience, just go to the internet says it's true.com. Uh, and there I have a thing called the book bin where every week I post some like accompanying reading materials for, for the, oh, the show's topic. So very nice. Yeah, so, so yeah. So if, if you'd like to see uh, or experience a podcast that is uh, much more highly produced than this one, uh, mm-hmm. go check that out. <laughs> well, maybe I need to do one about your, about the drunkards walk. Cause I oh, didn't, yeah. I literally didn't know what that term was until you explained it to me today. So, well, I, I will, I will shoot you a link. It's a pretty, a pretty interesting concept. And Matt, Matt and I is uh idea was based on what podcasts would take the least amount of preparation whatsoever. So uh, yes. that's, that's how we hey, landed on this. Uh, when you get your concepts from your friends, that's the way to go. There, Never run out of there ideas. There you go. This is what there I figured out as well. It's all. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Thanks. Excellent. So here we are. Okay. The lovely Michael Kent yes, has given us indeed. even dwarves even started, started small. small. Yeah. 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 And, and, and just, just to be clear, uh, uh, and this is an expression of my ignorance. I'm mm-hmm. not always known as the most sensitive person, but this is obviously a film from the 1970s. It is, is is the word dwarf a word that we are, are accustomed to using or permitted to continue to use? Or is that one that we should shy away from? I'm, I'm not the right person to ask, uh, Jethro. I don't have the best answer to that. So uh, certainly I feel like if we are stating the title, um, perhaps either way it is, it is okay to use, but I, I would think that, uh, I would probably try to avoid it just cause I wouldn't know one way or the right. other. So, well, so then, then I might, uh, I might make a, uh, a, a transition and refer, uh, when talking about the people, uh, to refer to them as little people, which I believe is a more commonly accepted term Fair. rather than the term that I, whose offensiveness I am not sure of uh i'm not sure of either and i certainly don't want to offend anybody so if we are at any point offending anyone for any reason not just that uh go ahead and drop us a line at drunkardswalkpodcast at gmail.com or uh you can also find jethro's home address uh on our website and that's (laughs) That's drunkardswalkpodcast.com i mean even hate mail is a kind of love uh Mm -hmm. so yeah we'll take there's no no such thing as bad mail is what they say that's the it's true saying yeah so I, I will I will say this, uh, Matt, that I, it feels like Werner Herzog is definitely going to be on our uh, list of of links links that we click through to get uh, to this end, or perhaps one of the films of Werner Herzog. Yeah, I would of think which so. But, but I've seen a handful. We, but before we start any of that, we have to, of course, make our predictions, Jethro. We do. We, we don't want to be talking talking shop before we you know uh, don't before we write down our numbers. So no, I feel do, that's let's fair. Go ahead and do that. Um, so that we can make sure that we know what's up or what's I, I have, down. I have written my prediction down. And, 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 and also, I want to ask, yeah, oh no, go ahead. Do. 
no, 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 you go. I, I no, please. No, you go. No, oh, why don't you go first? I'm no, you go. I was, I was going to ask okay, you. Okay, I'll I, say, oh. <laughs> I knew we were going to. Come on. No. Oh, he's left. He's left the room. All right. He's backing out. He's gone. All right. It's just me now, folks. What I really want to talk about is what was George Lucas thinking about in 1975 when he started writing the script to the first Star Wars movie? What was going no, through? No, his no, head? no, 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 Matt, 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 Matt. Oh, I thought I, I thought I, th- I was giving Welcome you back. space to to make whatever comment you were going to mm-hmm. make about uh, our destination or our podcast tonight, not to go off on your star tangents. Oh, I was just going to ask what you're drinking. Uh, that, that's what I was going to ask you. And hilariously, we were interrupting each other to ask <laughs> oh, the question. So uh, this evening I'm having, uh, yeah. I, I believe it's called water in a nice oh. big purple glass. Okay. Okay. Well, that's been, that's been a drink, a uh, popular choice for you over the, over a number of weeks here. So, well, well, the court has mandated it. So oh, I, I see. feel like, I see. no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, uh, I, I've recognized that over the pandemic, my uh, alcohol consumption has increased. Mm-hmm. A lot, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I should I should dial it back a bit because I'm all about self care." Oh, good. Well, yeah. that's good. Good for you. I'm drinking a cask strength uh, bourbon. Very um, good. Because I'm just going to go all the way, and uh, it's a Maker's Mark cask strength batch number twenty one oh one. It's a hundred and ten proof. I'm here for the ride, baby. So fantastic, fantastic. Let's rock it and roll it. There's all the way home. Quick sidebar: there is yeah. a a, net, a Netflix show called Heist. Yes. Um, and they, it, a, they feature two episodes for each heist. And one of mm-hmm. their heists is a, uh, a heist of some Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. Ah, so there are two yes. episodes on uh, a, a stealing of bourbon. That was uh, pretty interesting for the bourbon fans out there. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend it. Oh, all right. I will check it out. I have not watched it, but I have heard of that. I believe I've heard of that particular heist. Um, Excellent. But don't know a lot of details about it. So. But we are not here to talk of bourbon heists. We mm-hmm. are here to talk about Robert Pinsky, former mm-hmm. poet laureate of the United Translator, States of America. Essayist, Tra- literary critic. Don't leave those things out. Oh, and uh, he was a kickball shortstop, I'm sure, although it's not re- you know, represented here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a teacher at Boston University. So yeah, many and, things. Uh, he, he attended Rutgers and Stanford, in case anybody is uh, trying to figure out, where did he go to school? Well, now you know. Um, he probably was paying attention in school. See, that's what happens, kids. Pay attention Indeed. in school and you get to, get to be the poet laureate. Uh, that's that's a guarantee from me to you. So That's right. I, do you think that poet laureate is a uh, is a job that has a lot of people clawing to be at it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think I think most of the people who are listening to our podcast right now are uh, hoping to one day be a uh, poet laureate. So and are also young enough to still be in college or have not gone to college yet. It's true. That sums up all of our, almost our entire audience. If, if my last 18 years of raising a child has taught me mm-hmm. anything is that children love what I have to say and are yes. eager to listen to it. <laughs> I can, I can imagine that that must be true. Well, Jethro, I'm going to tell you what, I think I already know, uh, our path and I, and I think, I think we're going to, I think we're going to have an easy time with this one, buddy. Oh, do you? I do. Uh, because you may recall that last week we mentioned, a number of times that Robert mm-hmm. Pinsky uh, was actually in an episode of The Simpsons. I did. And I also seem to recall that Werner Herzog was once on an episode of The Simpsons. Was he? So I believe that The Simpsons is going to be our path straight to Werner Herzog and then right on into this movie. Mm-hmm. What do you think so about that's, that? That's certainly a possibility. It's, it's, it merits serious mm-hmm. consideration. 
I mean, it's definitely. Uh, I do also see Stephen Colbert and Sean Penn linked mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. as well as the Colbert Report. Uh, report. Um, well, fair, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't want to just dash off uh, to The Simpsons without seriously consider some of those other possibilities. Well, okay. What what do you think would, uh, how would the Colbert Report or Stephen Colbert or Sean Penn uh, I, help us get to Werner Herzog? So Sean Penn, famously mm-hmm. an actor, as is Stephen Colbert. Famous. Werner Herzog, the maker of film. Also an uh, actor. Uh, yes, also an actor. He was in the uh, the Mandalorian uh, fairly he, he, recently. Yes. He's also was in um, uh, Parks and Rec, the final final season, maybe second to last season of Parks and Rec. Was uh, he? Yes, he played a landlord for an old creepy house that um, that April and Andy uh, moved into, and gotcha. he I, was pitch perfect in that role. That, that's he. Well, I mean, he's he's one of those. He's not really an actor. He's like you cast. You cast Vern Herzog expecting Vern Herzog to show yes, up. It's not correct. like you're like, yeah. he's Meryl Streep and he can That's transform right. into anything. Um, That's right. That's right. Uh, but he is beloved by folks in Hollywood who make stuff mm-hmm. because they keep finding fun ways to use him and, and they know him well. Agreed. But so Stephen Colbert, it's interesting because mm-hmm. I didn't watch that far into Parks and Rec. I watched a couple of seasons oh, and was like, okay. I get it. Uh, and then moved oh. on with my life. Okay. Um but Stephen Colbert was a creature of Second City, not unlike Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. And that could be a connection to Parks and Rec, which could get us to Werner Herzog. But you think The Simpsons sure. is the way to go? I do. do I do. I, I, I do. Now, I get my only concern is, of course, the same concern I have basically any time we're doing uh, Wikipedia searching. And that is, um, will there be a list of all of the guest stars on the page that says The Simpsons? No. Definitely not, right? We're talking 30-some seasons. There's no chance that they're going to list every guest star on that page. Well, I say no chance. There is a chance. It's a slim um, chance that they have the entire list on the Simpsons page. Right. So, Especially since it went so long. Right. And probably there are breakdowns for the seasons, but I do not know what season he was in. And I, I, don't, I couldn't even give you a general guess as to... Like, I know it wasn't the first nine seasons right but aside from that i couldn't tell you for certain it could be season 10 it could be season 20 it could be season 30 no it couldn't be season 30 because that just came out but you see my point um i I, I see that yes so that's my that's my biggest concern with this um but i i don't know i think there's still a fairly good chance and even if there isn't even if he isn't directly on that page probably there's going to be a pretty a pretty quick jump over to something that he was involved in or, you know, somehow. In fact, the Simpsons just did, I mean, they're owned by Disney who also owned star Wars and thus were, were straight into the Mandalorian. Right. So, you know, you can get all, that way all of the, all of the universes are colliding under they Disney are. ownership. Yeah, that's right. So I think the Simpsons is definitely the way to go. All right. Well, I, there's certainly a clear path. My biggest complaint about it is that it perhaps uh, mutes the potential for discovery since you seem to have <laughs> the entire uh, path laid out before you. But well, I'm if, sorry. I'm, if I am permitted to meander and uh, read pages and discover exciting things on the way there, I guess I can't complain too much about it. Good. Then let's do so it. So shall, shall we go to, to Springfield? It is yes. uh, at the end of the career section, the uh, third from last paragraph, Pinsky guest starred in an episode of the animated sitcom, The Simpsons. Yes, which uh, a show that I have loved for 
for years, uh, though initially when it was on, uh, was not permitted to watch. I was really? not allowed to watch The Simpsons because um, my mother uh, believed it to be uh, rude and offensive as, it, you know, as it was, as some folks claimed that it were. And um, turned out like my dad watched an episode one time, maybe with me. And he was kind of like, this is great. And it turned out it was great. Uh, it wasn't what everybody was, not whatever, well, what some folks were claiming it to be. So, well, it came out in the, in the, I want to say the late eighties, 1989, 1989. Was so, the first, I, I think there's a, they were I mean, shorts on the Tracy Ullman show first. Yeah. Like show first. 87. I'm looking at the date now, 1987, but 89 is the, the first episode. Yeah, so that was that was when the Fox network was just starting uh, to mm-hmm. be a broadcast network in every city, and it was, it's, and I know this will surprise all of our listeners that the Fox network would take this as a as a as a tact to uh, win audience, but they were, <laughs> they were known for uh, showing shocking material, uh, mm-hmm. which then they they took that business model and turned it into a news uh, division. They did, um, but they had like Married with Children and The Simpsons were both. Uh, very scandalous uh, because they were they didn't conform to the upright snooty uh, morals of the other broadcast networks. So it was it was yes. very much a thing that people didn't care for the uh, the disrespect that Bart Simpson showed his elders and such. That's so, right. That's right. That was exactly it. And then it turned out uh, just just uh, brilliant, just a brilliant a brilliant show. And I watched it uh, all through college. And then uh, after I graduated college, kind of, I sort of, I, I don't know. I, see, this is a conversation I have a lot with some friends of mine. And that is, did the quality of The Simpsons actually decline? Or is it that you matured? We, we switched to a different place in our lives. And so it just doesn't, ha- and not even, not even mature, just like that's not what we needed right now, or that we didn't see it the same way. I don't know. It's, it's a weird, like, I don't know how to ever know the answer to that question. Um, but what I will say is it's always very strange to me to think that Homer is now younger than I am. That is, that is disturbing. Right. Like in the show, his character is a younger person than I am. Whereas when I started watching it, he was definitely like, you know, he was an adult and I was a child. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's a weird thing to think that, uh, you know, he has an age really is what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it is, I, I hear you though, as far as like your your changing relationship with the show, because like you, I pretty much didn't watch it after college. And mm-hmm. like, who's watching it these days? Is it, are, are kids who are our age when we enjoyed The Simpsons watching The Simpsons now? Or is it middle-aged people who just never stopped watching The Simpsons? Yeah, I have no idea. I really have no idea. It, it seems like it would be middle-aged people, right? Because they're the ones that have the money. And so they're the ones that the advertisers are looking for. But but none of the people that I know that watch The Simpsons are still watching it. There you go. So, well, perhaps that answers our question. Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that might be. That might be true. It might be true. There we go. So uh, there's a nice there, section there in here are about a the. Lot of, there's a lot. There's a huge, huge article. It is. There's a, there's a section all about the the foreshadowing of actual events, which is something that they really like to bring up. And I mean, when you when you run a show that long. Yeah, it's going to happen. Right. So, Indeed. but, uh, but they have a bunch of, you know, they had Trump being the president and they had, uh, uh, Disney, they had a Disney thing, some Disney, uh, where is it? Uh, Lampoon 20th century Fox's division of the Walt Disney company, which it now is, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, I'm not seeing a, a, a list of cameos or, 
there's not a list of cameos though. There are cameos mentioned throughout. Um, now I haven't seen Werner Herzog yet, but there are definitely, you know, there are, there are names on here of people who did, um, voices. So I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to see something at some point potentially, uh, although who, who can really say for sure. Um, I can't, uh, but there's a, a ton of information here and a ton of names and a ton of different things. So we may have to go a different route through here. Um, there is a documentary listed, but unfortunately the word documentary is not listed or not linked. I should say. Okay. Uh, Nielsen oh, ratings. I do see here yeah. we go. If you what scroll you all the, all the way down mm-hmm. uh, to the bottom, there are some of those category uh, things in the Simpsons mm. says, uh, highly documented in terms of the episodes and seasons, et cetera, et cetera. And under production, there is a section that says guest stars and mm. it has two links, one for seasons one through 20 and one through seasons 21 through the present. Huh? <laughs> of course. So what season? So if it started in 1989, mm-hmm. uh, between, uh, 1989 and, uh, 2009 would be seasons one through 20. Correct. And after 2009 would be 21 through present. So that's right. So I, I as would, the person who claims that he's seen this, <laughs> uh, see, uh, now I'm starting to, I'm starting to become that, the, the guy who now is worried that he's, uh, made a, made a mistake. But, uh, <laughs> if, if I am correct, and I do still think that I am, um, I would say that it is in the first 20 seasons. Uh, that he did a voice. Um, and I believe he voices himself, to be clear. It's not like he voices, you know, somebody else, like just, just as we Christian were saying. Christian Slater, what are you doing here? I was in Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, they were going to have him do, um, uh, oh, what voice are they going to have him do? Probably uh, Michael Jackson, you know, after he was gone or something like that. I mean, because that, that, that fits at least. Um, there you go. I do see that uh, the pinball game is on here. The Simpsons pinball game is mentioned. We we discussed pinball a while back, which is uh, one of my favorite discussions that we had, but um, not going to help us in this particular case. Jeopardy, the Chappelle show, the Simpsons you, movie. You really don't like the list of guests? No, I'm not saying I don't. I just, I wanted to check. I wanted to mm-hmm. check to see mm-hmm. if perhaps he was actually mentioned on this page before we went running off to this category thing that you wanted to go to. Um, but I think that perhaps... Perhaps you're perhaps you're right. Um, perhaps you begrudgingly uh, the, yield. I, I see the Super Bowl linked on here. Did um, Did Werner Herzog ever uh, you know, direct like Do a halftime, halftime show? show? Yeah, we think. Uh, yeah, he did, he directed the Beyonce halftime show. Oh, oh okay, okay. Um, so the other the other option, uh, if we if we aren't sure about this, as far as the 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 timeline goes is to go through Disney to get to Star Wars to get to the Mandalorian to get to him. Okay. So it is but that is another option. That that is an option that is directly in in uh not in alignment with what you suggested uh when coming to the Simpsons. Well I so. did mention that that was another option for us actually. So yeah but then then why come to the Simpsons? We could have we could have gone to like Stephen what? Colbert uh, why would Stephen Colbert have taken us to Disney faster than the Simpsons? Uh, Simpsons are owned by Disney. 
Okay, but who I've got who really I've got knows? the Force Awakens from its nap. We could go straight to the Force Awakens from its nap, which is a short that is a Star Wars based uh, Simpson short. Take then get straight into Star Wars from there if you want to. Are you, you, are you saying this? Disney. Are you saying this because you guessed too high a number and you're trying to make this take longer uh, than it should? No, I'm not well, saying it because of that. I'm saying it because I'm concerned that I don't know what season this happened in. And if we so, click on seasons one through 20 and it wasn't then, then now we have to go through, we've, we're adding a page. But if you're willing to do that and you think that that's the way to go, then fine, we'll do that. I, I feel like there, there's a, a, let's say, 50% chance at least that we click on the right link between the two guest star lists. Well, actually, if we go one to 20, there's a better than 50% chance because 21 to current, it only goes up to like 32 Okay. Maybe 31. So that's only but 10 seasons. Whereas the, one through 20 the, is the probability distribution seasons. of Werner Herzog's uh, guest appearance on the Simpsons yes. is not evenly spread off, spread no, out you're right. across yeah. all seasons. It is tilted towards the latter years of the Simpsons. So if we look at right. years one through five, we know that Werner Herzog did not yes. make a cameo. So we can, yes. it, yeah. so I don't want to, I don't want to draw a Gaussian curve for you, but if I have to, I will. Um. No, you're right. You're right. You're That's right. All I want when to you're hear. right, you're right. And you, you're, you're right. occasionally right. So, all right. Seasons um, one through 20, it is then. That's what and you want to go with. And in, instead of the Simpsons episode guides? Uh, yes, because okay. I don't know that the Simpsons ep- episode guide is going to have uh, a list of every uh, guest appearance on every episode mm, because okay. it is 20 episodes per season times 30 seasons. So that's 600 episodes. Right. So they're not going to have a lengthy description of 600 different episodes on a single Wikipedia page, my friend. All right. Seasons one through 20 and the guest stars that I it can't even display. <laughs> it couldn't even display a preview for me. So there we go. This is Fantastic. list of the Simpsons guest stars seasons one through 20. That is the title of this page. There you this go. This isn't even and a it, category page. This is just, this is just a page. There you go. Let's be clear. And it has it. a link. It does have a, uh, uh, a link at the top for the uh, seasons 21 and onward. Right. It's interesting. Uh, after all, Hartman, Phil Hartman made the uh, uh, mo- second most appearances after um, after Marsha Wallace, mm. uh, the first credited guest star who appeared uh, as Edna Krabappel. Yeah, and b- both um, both of those uh, performers have passed away, which is indeed. Which is quite and sad. I got to say, Phil Phil Hartman, his Lionel Hutz. Uh, was yes. always a highlight whenever he was on. Uh, Lionel oh, Hutz, sure. the, the attorney, also uh, Troy McClure, the actor, mm-hmm. two fantastic Simpsons characters that are greatly missed. Agreed, agreed, one hundred percent. And he was supposed to be the voice of, um, uh, oh, and now I've forgotten, Zap Brannigan in Futurama, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately passed away before uh, the, had he had the chance to do that. So, indeed. All right, so they have listed every single guest star by season. Fantastic, um, and there there are pictures off below. to the right here. There uh, are Tom pictures. Hanks, yeah, Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Uh, Franklin Leonard. D. Roosevelt is listed on this page. I I find that hard to believe. Uh, Archival. Because, okay, I, he yeah. died long before The Simpsons. Uh, he, I don't. He sorry, did. Well, spoiler well, alert for for anybody who didn't know how the uh, it's been on for the, a long time. He the, may not have. the Roosevelt presidency ended. 
so I am just I am just looking through because they are not in any kind of alphabetical order. Of course, they are in uh, order by season. Although I'm sure I could change that if I just went back up to the top and clicked here. There we go. All right, I've got them in alphabetical order now. Will Shorts, the enigmatologist who who is editor of the New York Times crossword puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, is on there. All right, so here's yep. here's the bad news. No, Werner Herzog. Yeah, I have put them in alphabetical order, and he is not on this list. Ted Nugent is here. Oh, oh my goodness! Well, there you go. Um, unless I'm spelling it wrong, it is with an H, right? <laughs> uh, uh, Werner Herzog. Yes. So it, it alphabetized by uh, second by last, last name. name. Yeah. When you click that, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's unfortunate because you were so certain that it was going to be. Uh, on this well here's here's what's going to happen i'm going to suggest that we go to the other list um and we look at that and if it's not on there then i'm just totally wrong and uh then we have to go through star wars i feel like so you know okay i mean if you if we you just think do that that's now, the way though, to you you i mean to go to star wars if we if we could get to disney from here although i don't know that we can Actually, yeah. from here, I don't this know. There's is, a link straight to Disney. I mean, out of this fortunately, page. we we have so another possibility, Matt, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. is rather than going through the production entity, let's mm-hmm. think about the films that Werner Herzog has been in, and mm-hmm. was he in a film with another one of the actors on this list? Uh, okay. Uh, so the only, for example, as I said, the things that I mentioned are the only things that I know. Parks and Rec and uh, The Mandalorian, with both television shows. Um, are, are the only things that I that I know of. <gasps> Holy shit, he's on this page. What? He's not in the list, but he's in this. However, he did not appear for any recording sessions. Similarly, Werner Herzog was advertised as guest starring in Thanksgiving of Horror in what would have been his third appearance as Walter Hottenheffer, but didn't appear in the final episode. Hottenhofer, Walter Hottenhofer. What the hell? Why is he linked here, but not? Okay. Well, anyway, he's he's on this page. He's on this page. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Good well, uh, so where where, you, where are you? Where on the page are you? So there's a graph under history. Okay. Um, and under that graph, there are some paragraphs. And if you go all the way down to the second to last paragraph in that section, right before the guest stars section, mm-hmm. there is a paragraph there. And uh, Catherine O'Hara has talked about uh, Thanksgiving of Horror, you'll see. And you'll see Werner Herzog right there. Ah, there he is. Well, let's click upon his name. Oh, boy, do I feel so much better now. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, there he is, the beautiful Werner Herzog. Uh, And I got to say, early life, it lists a number of his. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Herzog subsequently moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in order to study at Duquesne University. Well, it says he also attended the University of Pittsburgh. What? There's a Pittsburgh connection for Werner Herzog? I had no idea. Somebody makes sense, right, though. Somebody right now, how does that make sense? Well, because everybody, I mean, it all comes back to Pittsburgh. No, that's okay. I, and also, by the way, <laughs> I, I did not learn until today that you were born in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, there you go. Surprise, surprise. Little Buckeye, that's me. There you go. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm I got to say- here. Go, Here's go the ahead, interesting thing that I'm noticing about this page mm-hmm. is that I don't see this 
film. This film? Being talked about. Yeah. Uh, even Dwarfs Started Small. Is that, that the name of it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's what it was called. And I see yeah. he it talks about uh, early and mid-career 1962 to 2005. Um, in 71, he was location scouting for... Aguirre, the wrath of God. Is that, Ag- am I pronouncing that right? Ag- Aguirre is how I've always. Excuse me. Aguirre. I, I, I could be that. That's, that's Jeff. That's Jethro's guess. Not okay. the actual fact. Well, anyway, that's the first thing that I see listed here is 1971. Huh? Well, there is a link at the bottom to the Werner Herzog filmography. Uh, but, so that's certainly uh, a possibility that might have a more flushed out, uh, list of his films. I guess I just am shocked to think that it wouldn't. Hmm. That that it wouldn't be listed. Yeah, I mean, like, why aren't they all listed here? Uh, yeah. Continuing with voice work, Werner Herzog played Walter Hottenhofer, formerly known as Augustus Gloop, in the Simpsons episode "The Scorpion's Tale," which aired in March 2011. Hmm. So we yeah. should have gone to the other. Well, anyway, whatever. Oh, Jack Reacher. I forgot he was in Jack Reacher. He's like, he's like the main bad guy in Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot about that. But yeah, he's been in a bunch of films here. He's got a lot of uh, Ridley Scott mentioned, Naomi Watts, James Franco is on here, Nicole Kidman. Her- Herzog-, Herzog once promised to eat his shoe if Errol Morris completed the film project on Pet Cemeteries he had been working on mm-hmm. in order to, to challenge and motivate Morris whom Herzog yes. perceived as incapable of following up on projects he conceived. In 1978, when Gates of he- Heaven premiered, Herzog cooked and publicly ate his shoe. Huh. An event later incorporated into a short documentary, Werner Herzog Eats His Shoe by Les Blank. <laughs> so there's a whole list of his stage works. Stage but not, works. But not a list. Yeah, there's opera, no. there's theater, there's concerts. Good heavens. Not, not an actual list of his films? There, there is a link to a list of his films. Well, right. There's a link, but there's not a there's not a link, there's not a list on here. Doesn't that seem like insanity? Wait, where do you, you see, see the where do you see the link for the list of his films anyway? I don't if you see scroll that. scroll all the way down to the bottom, it is yeah. it says bibliography. And it's, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, not bibliography, uh filmography. Um, above the stage works, and it has a link to the main article of the Werner Herzog filmography. 20 fiction feature films, seven fixture short films, and 31 documentary feature films. All right. I mean, he's a a prolific guy, so they didn't list everything that he did on his bio page, clearly. Well, I don't see how else to get there other than this, so I'm going to go with Werner Herzog filmography as my vote, but uh, a different path. I I second. Well, that's the one that I suggested, so let's follow that. Let's do it. Werner Herzog filmography directorial and... works his his film debut 1968 he was the writer director and producer of signs of life that was his first film signs of life yeah and then his second film 1970 yeah. even dwarfs started small and, and oh, dwarfs good. in this concept concept is d-w-a-r-f-s not as i had assumed d-w-a-r-v-e-s Oh, I see. But here we Interesting. go. Interesting. Okay. Shall well, shall we shall we we found what we're here for? At least it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Wait, click on oh, it. Yeah, I I see it in a different place, I guess. But yeah. 
All right. Wait, what do you, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That we should yeah. click on the link that is our No, 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 no. When you were talking about the spelling, I wasn't, I, seeing it, it makes sense to me. Listening to you say it, I wasn't paying close enough attention to understand what you were gotcha. saying. It could be. Was it? Was I the only one who thought that that's how it was spelled, or am I? Uh, with a v, with a V E S. Yeah, that's what I definitely thought. So. All right. So the the listing for even dwarfs started small. Uh, the plot mm-hmm. is uh, concisely described as dwarfs confined in an institution on a remote island rebel against the guard director, also dwarfs, in a display of mayhem. Mm-hmm. They gleefully break windows and dishes, abandon and uh, abandon a running truck to drive itself in circles, mm-hmm. engineer food fights and cockfights. Wow! Set fire to pots of flowers, kill a large pig, torment some blind dwarfs, and perform a mock crucifixion of a monkey. Whoa! That is a lot. Wow! Wow! Written, directed, produced, all by Werner Herzog. I so mean, there you go. Yeah, distributed is, by his film production company. Of course. Okay. Well, and it, well, it is listed as a comedy drama. <laughs> Good. It's comedy drama. Covering uh, all I the don't, I don't. I don't see it listed uh, on any streaming services. So uh, I guess you'll, <laughs> oh, have darn. To, you'll have to scrape together whatever YouTube clips you can find or either that or, or reach out to Michael Kent and borrow his DVD of it. That's right. I'm sure he uh, will lend it to you. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, we did it. We, we've made it here at long last. We did. Thank goodness. I didn't uh, think that we would for a few moments there. But uh, fortunately, my my memory served me uh, well enough to remember that he was, in fact, there. And um, I think it's time to find out who, uh, how we did as far as our predictions are concerned. So oh, uh, would you like to guessed. tell me what you predicted or would you like me to tell you how many uh, it was? I, pre- I predicted six because I thought this was going to be a little bit harder than it was. Right, I forgot about six? the Simpsons. What did you predict? I predicted five. Oh boy, I think you're going to win this one right so on the nose. So let's see where we're at. We're at one, two, three, four. It's five, baby. You know, you know what's funny is if we had clicked on that second uh, Simpsons list of guest stars link, yes, I would have gotten it. Uh, so if we uh, actually, oh, you mean it, from the first list? Yes, from the first. If you hadn't found yes. Werner Herzog on that page, even though he hadn't been in the first twenty seasons, yes, uh, yeah. Fiddlesticks, right. I said. Right. Well, congratulations, if I had not, sir. If I had not paid attention and done my due diligence, as you often, you often get on me. Oh, here we have this. Why don't we just go to this? Oh, how come we're that's, going? That's oh. that's an uncanny like, impersonation of his. Spot on. Um, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't have happened. So from now on, uh, I'm just going to take my time. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to take my time and do it right. Well, I tell you what, for a two hundred thousand dollar budget, they made a movie that sounds terrible. Um, although I am morbidly curious, uh, uh about seeing it. Oh, are you going to check it out? Uh, I, I don't know that I could find it anywhere. Um, well, if you do, uh, you do need to come on and report to our, to our audience about it. Cause I'm not going to watch it. So uh, if you, yeah, if you yeah. decide to watch it, you, you let us know. What it was I'll, like. I'll, I'll, I'll report back if I do watch it. Please do. Please do. And you know what, even if you don't watch it, Jethro report back next week, would you, so that we can hear a little bit more about, uh, whatever else you'd like to talk about. It'd be my pleasure, Matt. And, and uh, but my my only condition is that you join me. I'll do it. I'll do it.
Hey everybody, Matt Hartman again. Thanks so much for listening to Drunkard's Walk, and a big thank you to Jesse Ellie for our theme music and Nick Harmio for our artwork. And of course, a big thank you to our guest today, Michael Kent. Uh, just a reminder that you can check out his podcast, The Internet Says It's True. Any place that you're listening to our podcast, um, potentially even more than that, you can go to his website as well to get more info. Uh, it's a great little show, and I highly recommend it. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode, and hopefully you will tune in again next week, and we will talk to you then. Take care. Hey, are you tired of sleepless nights? Tired of waking up with back pain after your sleepless night? Tired of being tired? Maybe you need a new mattress. Why not try Sprong? Sprong is made of cotton and metal with springs and all kinds of padding. When you sleep on a Sprong, you feel like you're on a cloud covered in marshmallow that isn't sticky, but instead wrapped in gauze. Yes, all of the softness of a baby chick without the risk of smothering an animal. Get your Sprong mattress now for a low price. Not sure how much mattresses should cost? No problem. Just know that a sprung price is a low price. Use the code OH YEAH at checkout for a discount. Sprung! Because spring is only one quarter of the year.